Well, it's about to get even better here on the show because our friend Jeremiah Jensen from KSL is going to join us right now on the Smart Rain guest line. And uh, i got to read uh, what Smart Rain is all about, Jeremiah. So uh, hold on for me while I uh, find that uh, in a second here. God, where did it go? Uh, in, the, in the meantime, hopefully no one sells the chair I'm sitting in right now. <laughs> it's no mystery Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at SmartRain.net. How is your irrigation at your home, Jeremiah? I'm doing the best I can under the circumstances. I, I'm not going to lie. My, my lawn's not perfect right now, but uh, I got, I got let's say, 90% green on my lawn. So wow. Considering the drought right now. Hey, I, I put a lot of work into it. So, so uh, yeah. So I have a question for you, and, and you've yeah. probably heard this question a thousand times, but i just curious to know, does anybody ever get you mixed up with uh, Robert Redford in the uh, – <laughs> Famous Jeremiah Johnson. Oh, movie. I thought you meant like actual Bob Redford. Okay, okay. <laughs> that ninety-two-year-old. So <laughs> now, hopefully not. No, I mean I'd like to be mistaken for him. I'd probably get some nice perks in my life, but uh, no, I, I've been getting that all the time. I get Jeremiah was a bullfrog all the time. You know, I've heard oh, yeah. them all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Jeremiah Johnson, I get often. Sure. As I've said, be I mean, I wish I was as tough as as the mountain man. So I take that as a compliment. I'll just say that uh, Jeremiah uh, was a bullfrog. It was a joy to the world, is that song called? Yes. As I told Jake, the most overplayed song in the history (laughs) of pop music. I don't disagree with you. I don't think it's a great song. Oh, come uh, on. Have you ever heard of uh, uh, any Beatles song ever? No, no. I'm just, just, (laughs) okay, first of all, don't be doing that to me. Second this of all, going to turn into a pretty heated classic <laughs> no, uh, debate. No, no. Jeremiah, I want to hold your hand. No, no, I'm just telling you that when that song came out, Jeremiah was a bullfrog that enjoys the world. They played it nonstop. Uh-huh. I'm just telling uh-huh. you. Yeah, maybe you had to actually live through that experience. Probably it was, so. It was before your time. I've but. only ever heard it when I've been made to play it as band of the day. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, Jeremiah, let's talk about things that uh, we've beaten to death, but we haven't heard your take on it. The jazz. Yeah. What in the heck? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I'd love to give people some kind of explanation for what we saw. I was down there. I was in L.A. for games um, three and four and six, and I, I'm sitting there watching game six, and I'm thinking, oh, man, they got this in the bag. They're up 25, and what a great performance. They're going to really make this happen. They're going to send this series back to Salt Lake City for game seven, and you know, they finally overcome some of these issues. They figured it out because there's no way they're going to blow a 25-point lead. Then you go, hey, you're probably beating the Clippers without Kawhi finally. Well, I was wrong. I mean, it was unbelievable to watch that happen. And the truth is, what we witnessed in the playoffs, long-term, may be a good thing because the Jazz' weaknesses were exposed. They're just not quite ready to be a contender yet. There's something missing, and I think it's going to be the challenge of the Jazz front office to figure that out. Now, I don't think they need to blow anything up. I don't think anybody needs to be fired, but clearly, they're not there yet. They've got to figure it out. And I think that I don't. Do I know what they have to do? I have no idea. That's what they get paid the big bucks to do. But something is missing, and they've got to figure it out. Jeremiah, um, what? Okay, you said you don't know what it it is, but what do you suspect that it is? I think it's a lack of athleticism and versatility. Mm, yep. So that's the problem. 
but fixing it is difficult because everybody in the NBA wants to get better athletically. They want to get longer. So you're competing with 29 other teams to try to achieve the same thing. So how do they get there? I don't know. Do they have to trade somebody on this roster to get what they're looking for? They might. They need to be open to that. I mean, if you look at teams that have won the championship, or let me just look at the Bucks this year. They went out and got Drew Holiday, who's a more athletic, bigger, stronger point guard. Uh, two years ago, the Toronto Raptors rolled the dice and traded DeMar DeRozan, who was a franchise favorite, for Kawhi Leonard. It was a bold move, but I won him a championship. So what do you have to do to get to the next level? You have to make a bold decision, and the Jazz might have to do that, which means they have to look at everything. And, and maybe even trading some of these fan favorites that are on the roster, one of them. I don't know what that is, but they need to, find, they, they need to be willing to make a bold move this offseason to take that next step. So the three of us uh, are in agreement about versatility and athleticism, especially on the defensive end. But let me play devil's advocate for just a moment here with you, Jeremiah, as we talk yeah. about Mike Conley's future and that decision looming. The Jazz were the best record in the NBA. They they won the, they were the best seed in the West. Obviously, they took care of the Grizzlies. They were up two zero on the the Clippers, and then Donovan's ankle and Mike Conley's hamstring uh, did hamper the team and keep them down where they uh, below where they should have and could have been. That in mind, if they is it an open and shut decision that if Mike Conley wants to come back, the Jazz should do everything they they can to get him the money he wants or is that hamstring maybe uh looming over that decision i've thought a lot about this this you know since since the season ended and i think that the jazz have a tough situation here and i think mike conley's got a decision to make as well but i'll start with this if if mike conley walks as a free agent and you get nothing back are you better or worse the answer is worse so i think the jazz need to do what they can to sign him because they don't have a way with their cap situation, to replace him. So if they lose Mike Conley, they take a step backwards instead of forwards. Okay, then the next question is, does Ryan Smith, is he willing to pay a luxury tax penalty to keep Mike Conley? Because you you're probably looking at two years, $40 million. Okay, so, and you're gonna have to, you might end up doubling that with luxury tax penalty. So that's a pretty expensive uh, free agent signing there. So that's a big decision to make. And then you have Mike's decision. Maybe Mike doesn't want to come back. Maybe Mike has some other maybe, – maybe he has another place he wants to go, another place he wants to live. Maybe he wants a bigger long-term contract that the Jazz can't offer. Maybe he's not worried about the money. Maybe he wants to go somewhere else where he thinks he has a better chance to win a championship and he's willing to sign for less. I have no idea where Mike is on that. But I think there's three different factors there that come into play on whether or not Mike Conley will be back. If I'm the Jazz – I do everything I can to bring him back because losing him makes it worse. But the Jazz, you know, they're not, they're not in control of what Mike's doing. So we'll see what Mike thinks. But my answer there is the Jazz need to re-sign Mike Conley. Jeremiah, what do you think of the grumbling about what happened with Rudy Gobert in a small ball situation? What uh, what do you make of that? So I, I, I kind of feel for Rudy. Because, and I, I think you guys, when you're listening to Locker clean out, interviews there i think you got a sense that rudy was pretty upset rudy was more testy than he's ever been in my recollection with local media when asked certain questions i I think the way that the narrative built around him in that series really ticked him off and if you're looking back on what happened was rudy his best probably not but was rudy put in a really bad spot because the other four four of his teammates were playing 
awful defense and put him in a bad spot? Absolutely. So Rudy was put in a really tough spot, and he was made to look bad. So I get a sense and understand why he might be upset and might be frustrated. Another thing the Jazz have to look at is our perimeter defense was so poor. Do we need to sacrifice a little bit of shooting to get a little bit tougher and more physical on the perimeter in the wings and help Rudy out a little bit? Because you can't go into another series like that where you, where, where you're put, where you put Rudy on an island. You've got to be better. You've got you to be better perimeter-wise keeping guys in front of you. And, and they probably need to go out and get a small ball five so that they don't put Rudy in a bad situation like that as well. Again, what do we talk about? Athleticism, versatility. I think you learn a lot from this Clippers series about what you have to do moving forward. But Rudy has every right to be upset with the way that series played out and the narrative that was built around him. I thought it was unfair. Couldn't agree more. And you mentioned maybe go get a small ball five. Well, that would mean, as you previously noted, probably moving on and trading uh, one of the fan favorites maybe ever in this franchise's history, Derek Favors. Do you think that Derek Favors uh, has lost a step, J.J., or did he just have a bit of a down finish to the year? No, I think this was all season long. You saw him laboring. You didn't see the athleticism that we used to seeing from Derek. And it's tough to say. We all love Derek, um, and he's been so great for this franchise for a decade, and his, his name is going to be all over the Jazz record books. But, again, I talk about making bold decisions. I just don't think he delivered enough in that position as a backup five, and he lacks the versatility that you need moving forward. He lacks the athleticism at this point in his career that you probably need out of that position. So he's under contract, so he may be back because of that reason. Mm-hmm. But I think if you have an opportunity to find somebody that has a little bit more versatility and athleticism at that per- position, you probably need to make a tough decision. And uh, I know for a lot of Jazz fans that, that hurts to say, but you're, you're, in the, you're in the winning business, you're in the championship business, then you have to make those decisions. Jeremiah, I know you, ha- you do this because it's part of your job, but would you, I guess, if it weren't part of your job, be watching the rest of the NBA playoffs now. Is it Austin has said that it hurts him a little bit to uh, to tune in. What do you what do you make of that? Um, I I'm a fan of basketball and uh, guys. I think this postseason has been awesome. Um, some people are grumbling like, well, LeBron's out, nobody's going to care. You know, Steph Curry and the Warriors aren't there, no one's going to care. I, the ratings, uh, as as somebody who's in this side of the business that follows ratings, the ratings have been really good. And there's some excitement um, with some of these players. Trey Young's an exciting player. He dropped 48 points in the in the game one. And you're looking at, at Devin Booker is an exciting player. Uh, you're getting a chance for a lot of people are getting a chance to get exposed to players that they maybe not have been exposed to. And you look at all the great games that we've watched. I know it hurts for Jazz fans, but from a national perspective, um, the comeback that the Clippers made, I think a lot of people enjoyed watching that. Unfortunately, um, those are the kind of things that excite people. They want to see drama. They want to see greatness, and I think they're seeing all that in this playoffs. Awesome. I, I, I don't like the fact that the postseason's been every other day, but from a viewer standpoint, it's been good, but I think it's been bad for the league. But other than that, I think this has been a great postseason for the NBA, and I've enjoyed it. Austin said it earlier that uh, if the Clippers come back from a two-zip deficit again, <laughs> three straight times, and it only happened once before, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And never twice and never three times. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. See, there, there's another first. I mean, there's some things we're seeing things that you don't normally see. And there, the, the other thing about this is, you guys know this. I mean, how this is the first time, and this is the first time the NBA Finals will not feature Steph Curry 
or LeBron James since 2010. Mm-hmm. So you've had a whole decade of the same two guys in it every year or every other year, whatever. I'll throw the Spurs in there, too. Everyone got bored with the Spurs. You have an opportunity, finally, to see somebody other than that. And I think that's exciting, too. There's, there's this feeling of unpredictability, not knowing who the champion is going to be, not knowing who's going to win one game or another. I mean, the Clippers are a great example. We've left them for dead three straight series, and here they are. They get one more win here, and it's evened up. And, you know, it's just crazy how unpredictable this postseason has been. It's made for a lot of drama. And what do we like to watch on TV? Whether it's sports or not, we love drama. I'm not sure you're making jazz fans feel any better because I know. Uh, the opportunity was wide open, but that's that, the way it goes. That's what hurts the most about – I mean, I'll say this from a jazz perspective. This was such a golden opportunity. And how many more opportunities are you going to get before Donovan Mitchell's a free agent to have a chance to win a championship? I mean, you think because Donovan's 24, 25 years old that there's this wide open window to win championships. That's not the case. That's not how the NBA works anymore. And so this was an opportunity. This was a year that the Jazz could have done it. And the realization that they're not there yet is really, really painful for Jazz fans. All right, uh, as we let you go, once upon a time, I believe you had plans to cover the Olympics in Tokyo. I assume that's changed? Both plans are still intact. I am going getting on a plane on July 16th. I have no idea what I'm about to get myself into. Um, the, the restrictions are very, very strict, but they are allowing us as an NBC affiliate to send a crew there. And just like we planned a year ago, we are headed out there. And cool. uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out with all the restrictions, only half-filled arenas, no international fans, but the athletes are going to put on a show, and it's going to be fun to be a part of it. So I look forward to uh, sharing what stories we can out there in Tokyo. It's going to be an adventure. Have you ever been to Japan before? Never. Hmm. And, Gordon, that's why I'm upset because I'm going to Tokyo. I'm not going to get to see it. <laughs> he can't go anywhere. He's going to see have, the, the Tokyo version of the Doubletree. Uh, really? <laughs> I mean, I'm basically staying at the equivalent of a Marriott hotel in Tokyo, and I'm going to be there the whole time. So you might as well be in downtown Salt Lake. You've been to Tokyo? I've been to a hotel lobby in Tokyo for <laughs> yeah. 17 Let days. Let me tell you yeah. about my trip to Tokyo. The room service was great. Well, uh, oh, safe travels, and we look forward to your local coverage on that. I think that's so great that we will have uh, great uh, journalists like yourself there uh, on the ground and attached right here at KSL. We'll look yeah, forward I'm looking to watching. forward to that, and uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Always fun. Appreciate it.